welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. What's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We are on episode number 35. Um, today, I'm doing an impromptu recording. I did not plan on recording this at all today. But um, I felt compelled because this, this for me was a very... Um, very, very important topic for, for me at least in, in terms of music in terms of hip-hop um we got a 10-year anniversary of blowing exiles below the heavens was actually today i saw the article pop up um on my news feed a couple hours ago and i was like man i have to talk about this and i, I want to record this the day of the anniversary when, when you guys hear this it might not be the 17th still but i wanted to at least record it on the day of i eventually would have made a podcast talking about this album um re- regardless of anniversary or not but since it is the anniversary i figured you know what, i'm gonna just throw a quick one in here probably not gonna keep you guys for too long but the reason i, I wanted to record um a podcast dedicated to this album was because lo- looking back at excuse me looking back at this album like this 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 album changed a lot for me in terms of kind of like how I how my musical taste really ended up changing and a lot of it was solely because of this album um so I guess man I'll just start from the beginning um so this album came out uh, as I said uh, July 17 2007 so 2007 I like just turned 18 um I graduated couple months before then um, I graduated May that year and I got my first job <laughs> at Hollywood videos for anybody who's old enough to remember you know actual like video stores where you go to rent movies and games you know pre pre Redbox era so um yeah man my first job was at Hollywood videos and I got that job I think like June of that year so I started working pretty much like a month after I graduated so I'm at Hollywood Videos, making <laughs> making pretty terrible money, you know, my little six fifty an hour or whatever. But you know, I'm 18; it's my own money, so uh, I'm still hype. You know, I get my my little check, and I'm I'm very uh I'm very financially <laughs> irresponsible. So a lot of my money I blew just on buying albums and. Um, I mentioned it in my last podcast because I reviewed Zero's album, but um, I would buy CDs in bulk, and a lot of uh, Texas artists used to buy their albums in bulk, but I'll get to that another day, but those events kind of were around the same time, but um, yeah, man, I'd, um, I, w- I was just buying albums, just crazy, just every check, just blowing my money, buying any album I could, buying movies, buying anime, just, you know. <laughs> a bunch of stuff I didn't need that wasn't related to college just blowing my money and um it was also around this time man 07 was musically kind of like a strange time because 
I started getting like heavy into music probably around like 13 years old. That was kind of when like I started buying my own albums pretty consistently. It was around 13. And that was around like, I don't know, 2001. So 2007 comes around. Obviously, this is around, this is kind of around like the whole like Texas takeover in terms of the mainstream. It was kind of in the midst of that, but I feel like around 07, it was kind of on the downslide and we were kind of getting into the snap era. And I just remember like, I've I've always kind of had an ear to the underground. I, I had a pretty musically diverse upbringing, primarily hip hop, but you know, I listened to other genres, genres of music and even within hip hop, like I had my ear to the underground. So I knew little bits and pieces, certain underground artists here and there, like I knew Tech Nine, I knew I knew all of the, the the Texas dudes like before they blew up. So like certain pockets here and there, I knew the underground, but not like not like a whole lot. I, I was I was mainly a, a mainstream head, but I feel like back then mainstream hip hop quality wise was a lot better than it is now but that's another argument for another day but around like 07 i started to hit that point where you know i'm getting a little bit older i'm not that little kid anymore i mean i'm still young in the grand scheme of things but you know music for me especially hip-hop was kind of getting boring it was around when like like i said man we were in like the snap era and everybody just kind of sounding the same man like there was nothing there weren't a lot of releases that were like exciting me and i was like man this like there's got to be other you know there's got to be other music out there there's got to be something else i can get my hands on other than what i'm seeing on the radio other than what i'm seeing on tv so you know lo and behold also around this time it was kind of late to the whole like internet game like back then people didn't people used youtube but I feel like we used it for like stupid stuff. You just watch pointless videos of, you know, anything. Like people weren't, we weren't. I feel like we weren't using social media back then, like as as constructive as we, or at least as some of us do now. But um, so I started diving into the world of forums. So one of my favorite sites to go on back then was allhiphop.com, and I remember I used to go on the rumor section. Um, anybody who if any of y'all remember allhiphop.com, I know y'all remember LC in the rumor section, and you know, bunch a lot of celebrity gossip, artist gossip, but they also would post like, um, I mean, they posted music too. That I actually would hear like a lot of diss tracks on there. I remember listening to them, like when the whole G Unit feud was happening. Like you would hear Games disses to G Unit, G Unit disses to everybody. I remember like Game was beefing with Yuck Mouth, Game was beefing with Joe Budden. Like I just remember a lot of a lot of stuff from back in that that time but like when i first started getting on all hip-hop I, I really just strictly did it for the rumor section and then eventually i found my way over into uh i think they called it the ill community which is basically like a forum board so you know i, I spent a lot of time on the forum boards you know it's pretty interesting a lot of it just people shooting the talk just random stuff but you also of course it's a hip-hop site so you had like your hip-hop section of the forum board so I would go on there just to see, you know, what albums are people talking about. You know, is there anything else, anything else new that I might, um, you know, anything else I, I might be missing, something I should be picking up on my radar. And one album that I constantly saw mentioned um, was Below the Heavens by Blue and Exile. 
and like I would see this album mentioned so many times and people were like yo this album's phenomenal this this is a classic blah 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 you gotta listen to it blah 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 and me I'm a natural skeptic so like normally when people when mass groups of people hype an album up I'm like yeah it's probably okay but y'all are probably over exaggerating it's probably just decent but you know hop on YouTube type in Blue and Exile Below the Heavens and I listened to just a couple tracks and man like that it blew me away it was such a breath of, of fresh air when I heard it it was so it was really soulful um, some of the first tracks that I remember listening to I'll go into uh, detail about some of these songs later but um I remember listening to um, simply amazing soul amazing and then the one that really drew me in um was cold hearted and once i heard cold hearted i i had that song on repeat just for days on end and i was like you know what I'm, I'm buying this album now i have to buy this now so you know i get my next little my little hollywood video check <laughs> my little 250 check so um i can't remember i think i got it on amazon i think i copped it on amazon so I'm, I'm waiting in the mail and then i finally get the album and I put it on, I don't even know if I had an iPod back then. I might have still been using a CD player. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but I remember, man. I remember put, putting that album on. And I was like, dude, this album is just phenomenal. Listen, man. Like a, a lot of albums, it, it it might take a few listens for them to, to grow on me. You know, you got to just kind of sit with them, get used to it for a little bit. I didn't have to sit with this, man. From the second... I put it on I, I knew it like I, I just knew like this was the one and it, and when the album was over I was like oh no I love this like I, I don't need to sit with this album anymore I know I love this album and just like like I said man when you in that time like I said hip-hop and the mainstream was you know it was really getting dominated by like the snap era and those were kind of like the beginnings of like the trap music days you know that was kind of like when trap was first kind of really getting the push and listening to below the heavens was such a contrast from everything else that was out and it was just blue is uh, a very very <laughs> very talented amazing mc man he reminded me of I say this album in particular, Blow the Heavens, he reminded me of like, kind of like a like young Nas, a, a little different in that um, I think they both share a, a, a talent of being not only just really great writers, but they're very descriptive in the way that they word things. It, they have a, a good way of like being able to put you there so you can really like vividly see what they're talking about and i just remember hearing this album and it was just like it was super re just relatable e even even though like some of blues situations that he rapped about were not not exactly same things that i was going through but it was just like an album where it was like it was just really honest it was just about a young dude who was just trying to kind of you know find his way pretty much and as an 18 year old is you kind of in the similar predicament you know, like i just graduated high school i know i got college on the horizon coming up in a few months and but it's like you know you're still trying to like navigate through life you're still trying to figure everything out and 
this album just it hit on all cylinders man from the <laughs> the first track man uh my world is and it, the, the beat comes in and, and shout outs to exile who did an amazing job on production on this album like i said it's it's really just it's really soulful and blue is just able to ride over these beats so well and it, it comes in with the track my world is and that beat kicks off and everybody knows that that classic line the blu if you see the e drop them <laughs> like blue was just he was going in on that track man and i just i love some of just like the way he words things um just a quarter bar and it ain't stopping till i change it for my five little sisters because the view from their window consists of strippers and hookers and all my brothers see is the pushers, hullers, and killers. So I walk down the block if it ah, so I walk down the blocks as if the sun had called me nigga, mad at the world. Like it was just lines like that. I was like, yo, this dude This dude's just he's on another he's on another plane, man. Like every song is just is so descriptive and just about just real life, you know, situations. Not on no flashy, you know, I'm better than you, I'm above you. Like, yo, he's is really from the perspective of just like an everyday an everyday dude man he's out here in the same struggle that <laughs> that everyone else is just kind of trying to find his way and just over these soulful type beats man it just it fits perfect with all the topics and everything that he touches on and then it goes on to uh the narrow path that was an, another great really every track on here on this album is great the, the only song i can say that i wasn't like a huge fan of was um was juice and drinks and that track even like looking back listening to it now is not a terrible track it's just that it i feel like in the context of the album it doesn't like it doesn't fit all that well uh, in terms of sound and just i don't know just kind of everything else like it, it kind of felt like it was it was really out of place but like other than that man this album is pretty much something <laughs> flawless man uh, like i said man the narrow path is a another really dope track and blue just like i said man this dude is a really great writer and i posted this on twitter the other day man like i don't think a lot of rappers get enough credit for how talented they are you know just as writers not even in the entire musical sense but just like strictly based on strictly based on their, their pen work man um just a quote uh from the narrow path um, instead of drifting in the prison where my mind's restricted, where my mom's is wishing to try to get a broken promise mended, I'm training to be a seamstress, suing holes that dreams fit. Fiends being, ah, fiends bring broken clocks trying to get their dreams fixed. Like, dude was just, I don't know, man. <laughs> Out of this world, man. Out of this world. And then you got tracks like In Remembrance of Me where he pretty much, like, vividly just kind of paints a picture of him kind of looking back at his life and kind of like how far he's come and i think like at the time he recorded this album he was i think he was like in his early 20s and i think he even has a line in the in that song where he's like um his mom thinks he's too young to write this song but he's like you know even at you know this young age 21 22 like i've still i've been through the whole lot just to get it just to get this far in this young age and i know i've still got a, a you know a long way to go but like that was another track that just kind of like it was just kind of hits home man on like how relatable it is and i think that was just the main thing of this album was just like the relatability like i just felt like this was 
like I said, man, this is an average everyday dude, man, just kind of giving you some real, real grown man rap, and even though the album production-wise was very soulful, he gave you a few, a few other different looks, um, like I said, Juice and Drinks kind of stands out, um, that doesn't sound like the rest of the album, uh, scrolling down the track list, and you got Blue Collar Worker, which is another, another favorite song of mine, um, I like that one too because that beat is a lot more it's a bit more like upbeat than the rest of the album it has a different uh, different feel to it and also you know he has a, a lot, couple tracks on here kind of I don't say they're like female songs but they're definitely dedicated to women uh, <laughs> blue collar worker him you know trying to spit game to a chick but he, he's kind of just your average every everyday dude man so you know <laughs> just kind of doing every you know trying to get the number but he knows he still rides the bus he doesn't have a car you know he he, he wants to get the girl but he, he he knows he's not he's not doing it big or or anything like that but that that song is is awesome um track seven dancing in the rain this song man one of if i feel like if you're if you're creative in in any field whether you write or draw or whatever you might do this song will definitely hit home um he, he talks a lot about um how his depression kind of kind of gets in the way of him trying to create and not even just that just like the entire struggle of him trying to be an artist about how you know he, he thinks his a and r is kind of sketchy and uh I think that the song starts off <laughs> with a line about him trying to make it to work, but he missed the bus. And as someone who um, I didn't start driving until pretty later in life, so I know the struggle of <laughs> of missing a bus or being late to work because your bus was late. So, like I said, man, like that 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 lines like that really hit home for me when I heard them. Um, but one of the one of the parts in the song that really, really, really stood out. Um, he talks about, like I said, in the, in the towards the middle of the song, he starts talking about how um, he has the meeting with his A&R, and the A&R is asking him, you know, how's the album coming, and he tells the A&R, like, yeah, the album's, you know, it's coming along well, but really inside his head, he, he's struggling to get the album done because it's just, it's so much going on in his life that, like, he just can't seem to focus on what he needs to focus on, and... Um, he he leaves uh he talks about how he he leaves the office and he just he tries to gather himself together and kind of a long quote but it, it really really hit home and he says i left the office got a phone and called my partner jack i asked him remind me while i'm rapping and right before he answered i remember i remember my passion in the past when i was scribbling in my tablet to box out my mom and dad scrapping to help me when my grandmother passed plus the many times when i was homeless and the times when i was broke and his music made away when i was hopeless he told me to remember the rain it'll diminish the pain and then he told me not to ask him again because i know and that that whole like last like stanza man that like hit me right in the chest man when he's trying to remember like why am i even why am i still doing this why am i even still pursuing this and then he just you know he remembers where he's where he's come from and he doesn't want to go back to that so he's like oh, I, I, I have to keep doing this like there, there's no there's no other option and like as a fellow creative as <laughs> a struggling author like that that line that whole 
that whole like bottom half of that song really 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 hit home for me and man I, I could go on and on and on um real quick i guess i'll mention um just to even continue then you get songs like first things first and no greater love and i won't go too deep because <laughs> i don't want to keep you guys forever but blue is a very very like i said very talented writer but songs especially like no greater love um he's really good man at describing emotions um listen to no greater love oh there's another song i can't remember it off the top of my head yeah blue had a mixtape called uh i don't even know this is an official mixtape um but it was called soul amazing oh my god i can't i think the song was called never ending yeah i think i'm pretty sure it's called never ending you got you guys should definitely look up that song like this blue when it comes to like describing emotions and feelings and like this dude pin game man on another level man so yeah <laughs> no greater love man nothing else said man it's just a really 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 great like hip-hop you know love track if 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 you describe it as such um also i want to mention he a lot of the people that he worked with two in particular on this album went on to do pretty uh pretty big things in the music world um on show me the good life which was another really just raw honest track um aloe black was on this one and this was before aloe black made it big this was around, I think, uh, Aloe, Black, Aloe Black used to be in a group called Eminon. I can't remember. Was he with Exile? I can't remember. Back when he used to rap before he, you know, really started, you know, singing consistently. But um, he had Aloe Black on this track. And like I said, this is way before Aloe blew up. And Show Me The Good Life was another really raw song where he's talking about, um, like I said, man, he does a great job of describing, like, emotions. In, in all forms and he talked about how he found out that uh his girl was saying that she might be pregnant and then he immediately goes into like the panic stage and he's like man how am i how am i gonna take care of this kid and i'm kind of still a kid myself and just to quote a line when he's like how in the hell am i gonna show a child how to be a man when i'm 22 without a clue on how to take a stand against the system when it's just us i <laughs> want to show him justice but last year i was just in cuffs like he goes through this whole just spill about how you know he he kind of knows he's not ready to take care of this kid and he's envisioning all the scenarios where he doesn't know how he's going to provide or like how's the kid going to feel when he gets older and he's asking him like what were you thinking when you had me and <laughs> it's just it's a really just really raw honest depiction of a a situation like that and um all the emotions that would come with it and continuing on about features who went on to do pretty big things and i didn't even notice this until like a while after this album came out but um there are a couple songs in here that miguel is featured on and like i said this was 07 i don't think miguel was like really on at that point i could be wrong but i don't think he was um but miguel did a great a awesome job on cold hearted which is probably my favorite track on this album man the the this is one of those songs where i would encourage you like if you listen to it to bring the lyrics up and just read along while you're listening to it the way this song is just worded and a lot of the verses 
they start off the same actually a lot of them are constructed the same but if you really read and pay attention he's describing different scenarios every time but he's kind of he's kind of using a play on words it's it's ill like i (laughs) I don't really know how else to describe it you kind of just got to read it but he he structures every verse kind of the same way but even with the same words he manages to describe different situations and that's another song just like kind of just hit me just right in the gut man he says raps fell off his tongue numb feelings remain the pain comes and it goes but my wound show the tomb that's now shelters my boy my boy needed my help myself not in the game the game heartless and young dumb niggas with guns <laughs> fun days don't last the last nigga to blast got shots all on his back wrath fell on his soul but in my soul he remains and a lot of the verses like they they use a lot of those same words but he he's describing like a different person or a different event but still kind of using that same structure it's it's crazy that song is just amazing and Miguel did a really good job um, on the hook and he did a really good job at the end um, kind of closing the track out with a singing man that, that phenomenal song and I, I guess I, I could I really could go on every song and I just might end up doing it anyway but uh, Simply Amazing is another great track on here um, I like this track because it's one of the better like head nodding joints and one of the few tracks kind of where blues is kind of just spitting not really he's still addressing topics but he he's a lot more like boastful on the mic on that track so that's another uh another banger on this album and then i love um towards the end like you get some bonus tracks um i think like the very last track is just a beat from exile but um i love the track uh you are now in the clouds with and it's kind and that also features miguel and it's just this real it's kind of like triumphant i don't even know how to describe it but miguel is just kind of doing like this this harmonizing background and it's just a real the, the, the track makes you feel like you're floating on a cloud it's, it's a really just beautiful track and kind of from there the like i said it's a few bonus tracks after that and then the album um oh no you get another track i am um, and then, like I said, I think it ends with um, an Exile beat. But that's most of the the album in a nutshell. Um, just phenomenal album, man. Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't really know what else to say or how else to describe it, man. Like, from the second I put this album on, I was just, it was instant, man. Just instantly in love with this album and i guess to tie it all together um after i heard this album this album segued me into a lot of just a lot of other underground artists and this like i said this was the start of when my music taste made like a very noticeable shift and it's weird because i i can look at my cd collection and i can (laughs) i can look and see like how much my music tastes have changed when i go from like you look at the beginning of my cd collection and you'll see like i got like old well just a quick backstory a lot of my old cds i lost in a move so like my first like 80 cds that i bought i lost all of them but i still have the cases because 
I just can't bring myself to throw them away. <laughs> but if you look at a lot of my old uh, albums, a lot of them, you know, it's a lot of mainstream stuff. So you had like 50 Cent. I think I had a one Ja Rule CD that I'm not too proud that I own because it wasn't one of his better ones. You know, I got like a Rick Ross album. And like I said, I had all of like the the Houston dudes. Every time all, when all of them came out, I had all their albums. So it goes from like that mainstream and then right in the middle i get blue below the heavens and then my you can see the collection starts to shift you start seeing dudes like cunning linguists you start seeing dudes like apathy just like my taste started to change and i found out man like you know there's a whole there's a whole just another universe <laughs> of music out here and then like from below the heavens um, two other albums I guess I'll mention that really impacted me man was um that I also found <laughs> on allhiphop.com man that that forum board did a lot for me to be honest man I found a lot of good music um on there just getting in conversations with people finding out you know what other people's music tastes were but you know I, I, I found Cunning Linguist Dirty Acres which is another album that really 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 impacted me man that was another one Foreign Exchange um Connected was another album that I found that those are really like the main three though like Blue and Exiles, Blow the Heaven, Cunnilingus, uh, Dirty Acres, and uh, Connected by Foreign Exchange were like three albums that really started to change my taste in music and that was when that that underground shift started to happen where I kind of just started tiptoeing <laughs> away from the mainstream and I started dipping my toes into under and into the underground scene and I just I started getting real heavy man just finding anything that wasn't on the radio I was trying to find I wanted to find anybody I didn't care where they were from or what city what coast they repped I just I wanted to find something that wasn't on the radio something else that I could vibe out to that you know wasn't on the whole cars clothes and and not to say there's anything wrong with that but like at that stage in my life like I had ingested that so much that I was just it was starting to just get boring it was getting stale and really man to be honest like because of below the heavens I I opened my eyes up to just uh, another world of hip-hop that I didn't know well I knew it was out there but like I, I wasn't actively searching for it but after below the heavens like I, I had to go look now like there was no more excuses <laughs> and like I said it was around the time when you know youtube was was, was kind of popping so uh you know i found my way around the interwebs and just just from then on i just i just started buying albums and trying to support the underground as much as i much as i could man so yeah man that's that's kind of what below the heavens did for me man it and i don't throw that that c word that classic word around but this to me bona fide classic for it's not even a question like I, I don't have to think about it one of the big things for i think to consider an album a classic is it has to has to stand the the test of time and literally when i saw the article of this being a 10-year anniversary i might just got done running some uh i was about to go run some errands so when i ran some errands i put this album on in my car again and like it, it still hits man like i still feel it when i listen to it i'm like it, of course this is a classic and i know since below the heavens uh blues career has kind of changed a bit um they did below the heavens and i think they also did um was it, uh, give me flowers while i can still smell them um and then blue kind of went on to do his own thing he didn't do um 
I don't think him and Exile have done an album since the uh, uh, Give Me Flowers Where I Can Still Smell Them. Um, Blue went on to put on, uh, he did like New York. Um, what was some other one? Yeah, New York. You had Titans in the Flesh with Knots. I think he, he did two albums with Knots. I can't remember the name of the other one. Um, but his style has changed. He's gotten a lot more experimental with a sound. Um, some albums, projects I've heard since then are kind of hit or miss. Um, but I, I did like the one of the latest ones I heard with him in uh, Union um, and Electronics with uh, Cheating in the City. I actually thought that was pretty dope. Very well produced album. And then he also had. Um, Ah, oh, God, he had a solo album. It was a double album, and I cannot remember the name of it. I want to say it came around, came out in, like, 2014. I know there was a song called The Return on there, but um, it was really, like, a... The album had a really, like, lo-fi feel to it. I don't even think I ever listened to the entire thing, but a lot of the tracks I heard had, like, a real lo-fi feel. But either way, man, like, Blue, Since Below the Heavens, I don't know if he's topped that. But it's kind of hard to top that. Like you come out of the gate with your debut and you basically drop your Illmatic. And it's like it's kind of hard to. <laughs> Lightning doesn't strike twice when the bar is set that high. Like it's, it's kind of hard to put out something that's that high quality again. But regardless, he's still a talented MC. You know, I guess I've just had to come to accept that. Listen, man, but might not get another below the heavens that that might not happen again but i mean he, he gave me that he gave me the johnson and johnson album uh i don't know if you guys have heard that that's also a really great album with him and a producer named mainframe that i think that came out after below the heavens i'm pretty sure it did but he he's gave me some really 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 quality projects and i mean dude's still fairly young and still you know still putting out music so it's not like his career is over by any stretch like i said um he's still putting out music so even though i, I know i'm probably not gonna get another below the heavens i still keep a close eye out to what he does you know it, he's still a talented dude definitely worth keeping an eye on but as far as below the heavens man like if, if you're listening and you've never heard this album you have to give this a listen man if you if you just want some soulful real life it's kind of grown man <laughs> hip-hop like this this is something you, you just you have to listen to man this album is it's a phenomenal listen from from start to finish and yeah i don't know i i, I could go on for days and days and days but i'm not gonna keep you guys forever <laughs> i just wanted to come through like i said kind of impromptu and just kind of talk about this album and how much it you know it affected my music taste and yeah man it had a really 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 big impact on me so um this was i'm, I'm thankful for this album i'm one of the best <laughs> musical investments I've, I've ever made man and I, I definitely cherish this album like i played this cd so much that like my cd case of this album is kind of like broke <laughs> because like I, I physically you know I'm, I'm a physical collector so back before when i used to have my little bum car i had to play cds in my car because i didn't have like an aux cord or anything so a lot of times i just bought my albums in the car so this cd my the actual cd case of this album is like broke because i just it's been in and out of my car so much and probably slammed against stuff and everything but cd the cd itself still remains intact so that's all that matters but yeah man phenomenal soulful great 
great amazing album man so yeah man 10 year anniversary below the heavens salute to blue salute to exile salute to everybody who was a part of that project man you guys you guys put together something that's timeless man i'm I'm pretty sure not to go off on another tangent but i just i know a lot of underground heads who just hold this album in very high regard and i'm pretty sure 10 years after this we'll still remember like how great this album was and how much we enjoyed it so yeah man just know if you were a part of this project you you created something that is timeless man this this album is gonna it was great in 07 it's great in 2017 it'll be great in 2027 2037 like this, this album's never gonna not be a great listen so but yeah man that's that's about all for the day um as far as upcoming episodes i got um I guess I'll figure out how we're tying all these fights. It was like International Fight Week. There were like there were so many fights this past week. Not even just UFC, man. Kickboxing. Every, there were fights everywhere. Everywhere somebody's getting kicked and punched in the face. So <laughs> I have an episode about that. Uh, you know, we'll, me and my co-host will definitely cover fights soon. Um, I just put out an episode the other day um, reviewing uh, Boomerverse from Big Boy, Jay-Z's 444, and uh, Zero's No Love Boulevard. So if you haven't heard those, check those out. Um, uh, like the podcast on Facebook. Um, just go to Facebook, type Dojo Talk Podcast, and go and click the like button. You can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. I'll post links to my podcast there. Um, as long as SoundCloud is still alive, <laughs> I don't know, know what's going on with that situation, but uh, podcast is on SoundCloud, also on YouTube. Um, I've also been looking at, um, I might start putting these on iTunes as well, so I'm still trying to grow the audience. So, yeah, man, if you like the podcast, you like hip-hop you like music you like combat sports movies nerd stuff get this album uh get this podcast a like share it with a friend all that good stuff but i said i'm not gonna keep you guys for long it's been about a good 30 plus minutes so i'm gonna go uh go cook some food because i need to eat but yeah man blow the heavens 10 year anniversary amazing album if you've never heard it go listen to it just go listen to it but uh till then this has been another episode of the dojo talk podcast i am your host serial sensei and i will catch you guys later peace